escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad, ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Our song room, then they are collecting the figures, so we have to listen from them. But do you think that if you had one, maybe you are doing very well, wouldn't your supporters have been jubilating? We are doing well. We are doing well. So I hope maybe the result can turn out. Okay, so the celebrations are turning very wild here. Uh, the seas in your shots are that of the NDC. The, the vehicles are now in here. It is like a festival. It is like a street carnival. And your question, we are told, is in one of these vehicles responding to cheers, responding to the victory chants. So scenes of excitement from the National Democratic Congress. They are very excited, they are very happy. They believe that it is a hard-fought win. They work very hard and they merit this win. And this is the message they are sending to their supporters that they should go out there and jubilate because Joe Kwesin has conquered, Joe Kwesin has won, Joe Kwesin will become their next member of parliament. That is what they seem to be saying. It's an interesting spectacle to behold. People are now coming out of their homes. They are coming out of their homes. They are coming out from wherever they went to and they are out here on the streets. So, in your shots here is the minority leader in parliament, KCL Atoforsen, leading the pack. Okay, so uh, the minority leader has just indicated that they are going to address the media shortly. So we await that particular moment, they are going to Joe Quaysen's house, and that is where they will be possibly addressing the media from there. From here, we'll also be going to the coalition center because all hasn't ended. But if you speak with the NDC, they are very excited. They're... You have done it again? Pardon? You have done it again. It again. We, we told you earlier that here, so the chants are obviously drowning us. The sounds are drowning us. Everyone wants to talk to us about how excited they have become, how excited they are. And they said that they told us so. They told us that Joe Quincy was going to win and they have been vindicated. They say it is weeks of hard work, it is weeks of intensive campaigning, and that is what they have been served with, victory. And they see, or they say that victory has been well served. So that's uh, my colleague Richard Kojinako. He's one of our men on the ground bringing us up to speed on what's happening there. You could uh, uh, see for yourself the jubilation ongoing in Asinbreku from the NDC's camp. They are claiming victory in this by-election. Well, uh, let me bring you to Accra where we have the sharpest of brains uh, to analyze uh, this particular election and to tell us exactly how it is looking like. Well. Uh, so, gentlemen, if you look at the supporters, they, they claim that they've won. But from what we are gathering, how is it looking like? Uh, I mean, and, and Winston, it's not only the supporters who are jubilating. I, just coming off radio, I spoke to the National Youth Organizer who was clear. Uh, this was around 5.45, they about, that they had won this and they're in the lead. And yeah. I asked him, are you certain this is not another comfortable lead moment. And he mm. says, well, no, we are very setting. And then the jubilation has started. Too early, too soon to call this. Yeah, I mean, you could be right, but uh, this is what I see. Now, the NPP has gone very quiet. In the Kumeu by-election, when the NDC put out figures to suggest they were leading, the NPP quickly counted mm. and said, don't mind them. We're the ones leading. Mm. Now, 
I've been trying to get in touch with, you know, all the NPP friends that I have and those that I know are on the ground. At the time when the NEC started putting out the figures, they said, oh, relax. But then, you see, the thing about election is that on the day of the election, you will know what will happen to you. If you are, I mean, um, if you are involved in that election, you would know. So today, the conversation of the NPP had changed to it's going to be very close. At the beginning of the elections, we were very conf confident. Then around three, four, they start changing the songs. I mean, the tune, it's going to be close. It's going to be close. It's going to be close. By end of the elections, we're still saying it's going to be close. Now, what has happened here for me is that the NDC says they win the elections. We've been doing our checks. And I'll tell you one thing, Evans. I have looked at the 2020 figures from polling station. And we have the polling station results, mm -hmm. okay? So if I check the polling station figures on my phone, you can understand where the NDC is coming from. So they are winning some polling stations that they lost in the 2020 election. So, for instance, you know, in polling stations where the NPP even won, the NDC closes the margin. So, I mean, for instance, you're, you're looking at cons uh, polling stations where the NPP probably may have won by 100. The NDC closes it. In some instances, the NPP reduces its number of votes, and the NDC gains. When you see that, and when you see the trend coming from Asim Breku, for instance, which is a stronghold of the NDC historically, except for the introduction of Charles so Oppo, who also comes uh, from there. So Asim Breku did the trick for uh, James Quayson in 2020. The NDP was not doing badly in Asim Breku. If you look at the 2020 results, for instance, Akufuado winning 12 polling stations. He also won 12 polling stations. And so they brought this man, Charles Opoku, to actually ensure that he breaks the dominance of Jachu Quayson in Asim Breku, which the NPP believes is theirs, and that if they win, they'll be able to win the by-election. And, 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 and by the way, what you, see, what you see on your television, I need to pull this in context. This is from 18, yeah. 18 out of 99 polling stations. And remember, you've seen jubilation, you've seen people claiming they've won, but the Electoral Commission is yet to declare the official results. And these are provisional results figures that we have collected ourselves. That shows... Uh, that uh, James Atukwesen is in the lead with 59.48% uh, of the votes cast, as opposed to Charles Opoku, who is uh, in second place with 39.76%. Uh, and of course, the, uh, the candidate for the LPG uh, with 14, with, with 14 votes there, 0.28%. And again, let me emphasize, this is only from 18 polling stations. This is not the final results. We, are nine, we have 99 uh, polling stations in the uh, Asin North constituency. This is just a drop in a mighty ocean, as you see there. But the NDC, they've been jubilating already. And, 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 and by the way, listen, we have Giorgio Pariado on the line. He's a national okay, okay. root organizer of the party who's joining us. Yes. Uh, well, Grace. so, uh, George, grateful that you could join us here. We are gathering uh, that uh, your party is claiming victory. What is it looking like for you? Can you confirm for us how many polling stations you've done and what figures you have? At the last check, I can confidently tell you that we've gotten almost all our results. Out of our 99 polling stations, we have more than 86 in place. We are just waiting. We have 94 as I speak to you. We will be translated to us. We are waiting for pink sheets. At the time I was leaving our strong room, we had about 70% of our pink sheets in hand. So we are waiting for the others to bring them, but they've transmitted the results to us. And I can confidently tell you that Honorable Justice has retained his seat. The Supreme Court of Afrin North have spoken to the Supreme Court of Ghana that they prefer Justice as their member of parliament. Well, well, well George, so kindly go over the numbers again. Are you saying you, you, as of the last count, you had 94 of the 99 polling stations? We have 94 of the 99 polling stations. Results that have been transmitted. And we have over 70% of our pink sheets. The others are in hand and it's being, it's being brought to the strong room. Mm. And out of these 94 polling st stations that you do have, um, what's the figure that your candidate has and, and what's that of the MPP? Unfortunately, I'm not behind. I'm not in the strong group. So I'm, not, I'm not able to quote exactly the figure, but I can tell you for free that we have won the elections. Mm. We have won the elections. We've comfortably won the elections. And like I said, the Supreme Court of Afghanistan has spoken to the Supreme Court of Ghana that they still prefer 
Going into this election, I mean, some pundit said it was a neck and neck affair. What did that trick for you? I didn't get your question. What did you say? I'm asking, what did that trick for the NDC in this election? If, if indeed um, what you're saying is, is what it is. Oh, um, the, the candidate in person is a likable candidate. It's good work for, for him. Although the good people of our sin of soft persecution is sort of persecution. And the injustice that was being messed up justification motivated the rank and file of our party. And so everybody was out here to work for justification. People came on their own. Ordinary Ghanaians who ordinarily will not do politics felt that the decision from the Supreme Court was unfair. It was a decision fair in Korea, and they believed that we could only correct that mess up by returning that equation back to Parliament. And so it was, a, it was an effort from all, from, from almost everybody. People who ordinarily will not do politics were out there supporting and working hard to see that this victory comes. Mm. All right. Uh, uh, as we speak, uh, what's happening in the camp of your MP, uh, of, of your candidate, really? He's, he's not the MP now. But... Um, he, he's at his residence. He's calm. When the Electoral Commission officially declares the results, he will come out and address the people. So as, as things stand, you don't expect that if the Electoral Commission declares this, it will be different from what you have? They are our pink sheets. Everything is possible on our Mensa. But I can confidently tell everybody that nothing else is going to change. Mm. All right. Uh, so that's George Oparado, who is very confident. Grateful to you, sir, for joining us here on Election Headquarters on Joy News. Well, so, so Joseph, you heard him there. Nothing is going to change. They have 94 of the polling centers out of the 99, and they have, their candidate has over 70 percent of the, of, the, of the vote cast. Today. I mean, I think Winston made an interesting point earlier. Uh, it's about. Um, the coalition and how the MPP posturing is currently. If you compare it to 2020 and 2016, we've always made a point that the PSD MPP had a more robust and efficient coalition system than the NDC had. And so in 2016, the NDC, the MPP long had indicated that they had won. The NDC couldn't collate the results. I mean, they criticized the leaders of the party for failing to do so. Mm. I mean, I say not this, just one constituency, 41,000. We have 99 polling stations, mm -hmm. and so far, I have equally not seen any such results coming from the camp of the NPP. And so it, it raises the question again that what is happening? Mm. What we have picked up, what we've been able to collect ourselves, is still not enough to give us a, big, a bigger picture of how things are looking at and looking like at this point in time. Just we have just um, 58, 59 percent, 57 now, and just 18 of the polling centers results that we have now. And so the question still remains that. What exactly is happening in the camp of the MPP? Mm. Did the coalition system fail this time around? Is it also an indication of, say, we've given up, we know we've lost, that's why we're not hearing from them? I mean, possibly. On the other hand, too, is there, it could be the case that, well, let's see how things are going, or maybe things are in the works, we are doing our own coalition, when the how is going to turn out. But be that as it may, from what we are picking from the polling centers, where we all agree that that is the building block, mm. that is basically where we start deciding who is winning. And we've heard the Supreme Court even say the point. We've heard respected jurists among others make the point that elections are won at the polling centers. Mm -hmm. Because that is where they vote, that is where it is declared. Yeah. And that is how come we have that system where you can barely influence the election. Because once it's declared there, everyone knows the result. And so it's up to you to have an elaborate system where you're able to transmit the results mm -hmm. from a center to another level to be able to collate it. So any serious political party at this point in time where the declaration has been done, it means that you should know where things are heading. Yeah. I mean, if you do not know, it's either you are in denial or perhaps you simply are keeping your cards to your chest because of some last-minute moves that you may be trying out. Mm. But that is not what we, we may necessarily be seeing this at this point in time. We just have to wait and see what happens now. But, I mean, it has, it has been a very interesting race so far. Out of 99, they, they say they have 94, and, and he says, or Prado says, their candidate has over 70 percent. Is that not uh, quite a huge margin if we should go by what they say? And then if obviously it's left with just five centers, then it means that un unless it is the Asimbeku center, the, where they have the three polling stations, unless there are multiple of those ones, it's, it's practically impossible to change well, anything. Yeah. That, I mean, the point he makes, by your pardon, is that they have 70 percent of their pink sheets. 
Oh, if not, okay. the candidate have seventy percent. Okay, but they have seventy percent of their of their pink sheet, yeah. and they're actually waiting for the remaining thirty percent. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. the agents have told them they're bringing the pink sheets to them. Now, the good thing about the by-election is that you actually have, you know, uh, like the, you know, you know, big wigs of a political party acting mm -hmm. as agents. Mm -hmm. And so, in many elections, you can always talk about the fact that you could intimidate agents here and there and get, you know, pink sheets from them. But in a by-election when the political bigwigs mm. are the agents, okay. it's very difficult to get okay. these things from them. Mm. So if, again, if that is anything to go by, and the silence of the NPP, this is not like Kumi. By this time, yeah. we knew that the NPP was winning. Would actually, you know, ask, get you to ask a few questions. But again, um, you want to wait for the Electoral Commission. Mm -hmm. But, but, when a political party comes out to say, I have won, I have won. When a political party is able to show you figures and you can confirm those figures, it's not so difficult to say that's the situation. So for me, what I'm actually looking at, the, the, the single most important, I guess, um, incident, it's not an incident, it's, it's what hasn't been said. What hasn't been said that is convincing me a bit more that the NDC may be right. I'm not necessarily banging on what they've told us tonight mm. and the jubilation, but I'm banging on the M. PP's silence. silence. That's the whole and, and, and also because we know historically, and, and, and Blaze made the point, the NPP has a stronger collation system. They have a stronger election machine than the NDC. We've seen, even in Kumeru, it played out. Yeah. In 2020, it played out. In 2016, when their collation system crashed, when the Professor Butri report came out, it was one of the things that they talked about. In 2020, they again had an issue with the coalition. So we've seen over the time that the MPP has deployed a fire efficient, fire effective coalition mechanism. For 99 polling stations, by now, the MPP should be in a position. And I'll be monitoring their various social media platforms. If they were winning, we would be seeing some form of social media reportage yeah. from the MPPs come mm -hmm. about their numbers. We haven't seen that yet. Mm. And for me, that alarms me in terms of confirmation of what the NDC is saying. It, it, is, the, it is the closest hint, the, the most surest hint yet, that this is possibly true what we're seeing. This is this, as we see, it's increasing in 23 of the police stations mm. coming in. Mm. And, and you see the gap closing a bit. And it depends, and it depends by the way, where the police where, stations where are. Where the police stations are. And, and see, that's the point. Oh, okay, guys, I, I would, I'll probably have to um, uh, pause you here. Let's go back to Ohim Interior, who is in the strong room now, to give us uh, the latest that we are gathering here. Ohim, um, you are there. What have you gathered? What can you share with us? Yes, uh, Koyo, uh, I'm inside the Roman Catholic Church, the Coalition Center for the Asin North by election here and you, I can see some election observers, Cordeo, officials of the Electoral Commission and a few National Democratic officials who are here and then the media in our numbers. Uh, the EC has a screen here and this, on the screen the EC is projecting the electoral results so I, I can see 31 out of 99 uh, polling stations that have so far been computed on the screen. And the numbers uh, keep changing. I mean, the figures uh, keep changing. On the uh, screen here, I see uh, out of 30, 31 out of 99, uh, Charles Opoku of the MPP uh, is trailing uh, James Jachi Quincy of the NDC. Uh, by 47.45 and that of James Jachikwesin uh, being 52.31%. Uh, uh, we are talking about 99 polling stations. Uh, so out of the 99 polling stations, the EC is projecting 31 uh, polling stations here. But the electoral officials uh, from all the polling stations, some of them are still at the uh, entrance of the coalition center and they are being screened before they are allowed uh, entry here. Uh, the same way as the media uh, who were accredited uh, by the Electoral Commission uh, to also uh, provide coverage uh, for the uh, election. So uh, in the coalition center here, 
a few people are allowed here just at the before you get access to the coalition center you have to pass two gates the first barricade is manned by police and electoral commission officials and so they mention names indeed if you are accredited uh, to monitor the coalition here uh, coalition of results then your name should appear uh, by the electoral commission calling you and also ascertaining whether you have the accreditation and then when you are you have passed the first uh, point then you also come and meet route control uh, police officers uh, supported by a few electoral commission officials uh, who would then also mention names i witnessed a situation where some pndc officials were trying to bulldoze their way through uh, the coalition center here but that will not happen uh, because the police have been very very resolute and very straight ensuring that only those who are accredited are allowed entry uh, to this point and so like i said the ec is still uh, projecting a 31 out of uh, 99 uh, polling stations here but unfortunately now uh, something else is showing here so the the officials keep working on the figures inside the roman catholic church uh, at uh, asim breku uh, here uh, just as where i stand here i could hear the the vuvuzelas the the sound of the vuvuzelas uh, all over the place because the party supporters and who are not allowed entry here have no option than to sort of uh, uh, enjoy themselves outside uh, the coalition center here and so uh, the electoral commission officials are here uh, many of them are seated and they are the ones that the officials who are the polling station officials will first have to bring the figures the pink sheets uh, I, I learned and they have to be satisfied first uh, before they are put on the screen or computed and they are uh, projected on the screen uh, so security is very tight uh, um, uh, so so he may as it stands now um, has there been uh, an update on, on on in the numbers coming in in terms of the certified results by the EC. Uh, like I said earlier, the EC is projecting 31 out of 99 uh, polling stations. Uh, so the indication is that after when the figures drop, then the EC will input those uh, figures in. And then the observers who are here will have the opportunity uh, to see them as and when the figures are being uh, uh, imputed. So uh, let me try uh, and speak to uh, some of the uh, NDC uh, officials who are here. If only they will speak uh, to us. I'm trying to uh, speak to uh, some of them here. Yes. Uh, yes, I... So let's see and speak to Mr. Bidzidin. Uh, Chief, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, I'm good. It's good to see you. Great. How does it feel at this point of the elections, having been part of this process from the day the EC declared the seat vacant and then campaigning started? Now the voting proper, and today we are here at this time of the night. It's all excitement. And I feel great. I feel really great to be part of today's event. Because we thought that the, what had been meted out to James uh, Quason was complete injustice. And we needed to all come here and then rectify the injustice. Unfortunately for us, the good people of Asin North were prepared to support our position and then to ensure that we all together righted the wrong which has been committed. So, about that. so as far as the results are concerned, I know as a political party you have your own internal mechanisms where you collate all the results. What has the figures been telling you? Oh, we have won the elections hands down. In fact, by a landslide. We have won the elections by a landslide because from our own uh, internal collated figures, uh, we are in the region of 17,000, while the MVP is uh, struggling with uh, 11,000. And so... Uh, the gap is, is, is quite wide. It's much wider than what we had during the 
general elections. And in fact, some of the figures uh, uh, are baffling to us, uh, considering the fact that in this particular by-election, the NPP did everything under the sun and the moon to win this by-election by bringing all kinds of uh, uh, projects and then also uh, all kinds of goodies uh, to the people. And they thought that they were going to change the minds of the people. But the people were never uh, convinced by all those uh, 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 things because they knew that the, the government wanted to just hoodwink them and they resisted it. Now, let me tell you, I kept on telling people that. In fact, when I came here, that was one of my campaign messages. I said, look, that people of our sin love, you, you voted, you voted and elected Joe Kwesin as your uh, a member of parliament. You did so consciously, and then he went to parliament. Some people used some other technical reasons to remove him par from parliament, and then there is an opportunity for you to vote, for, to vote again in a by-election. So my advice to them was that, let people know that you did not make a mistake in the first place when you voted for him in 2020 by confirming that you stand or you still stand by the decision that you took on 7 December 2020. And I think that that message went down well with them. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, we are all happy that the people have done what is needful. And we are happy about that. So in your expectation as a party, what won you the seat? Was it by dint of hard work, sheer luck, or what? In fact, it is everything together. We were determined to win this seat. Of course, we do not have the type of resources that MPP has, but we have the human beings. And so we decided that we mobilize every single human being. That's why almost all MPPs, or all NDC MPs, were in this constituency to campaign. Executives came from all over the country. They all came and they were campaigning. And I'm saying that even in the, in, the, in the constituency, the constituency foot soldiers, the constituency foot soldiers, they were prepared to work day and night. And when I came here, I was assigned to some electoral areas. The first electoral area I was assigned to was Akonfode. Then I was again assigned to uh, Daseme. And uh, I think that uh, for this particular, for today's event, I was assigned to uh, uh, Beku uh, Presby Primary. And so yesterday, we had to go around uh, as the last uh, movement uh, for the campaign. And I was really very, very impressed with the response of the people. The people's response was fantastic. And it, and it reflected in the results of today's by-election. Okay, so it's a mixture of dint work, it's a hard work, it's a mixture of sheer luck, and a mixture of what? No, there's no luck in it. It is all hard work. It's by dint of hard work. There's no luck in it. We were determined to win it, and we worked for it, and then we won it. And you see that because of the energy and, 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 and the, the, the determination that we put into it, we have increased our votes, our, the, the margin of our votes. Uh, you know, and that, that, that goes to tell a story that we are indeed determined to work. Of course, we must thank the people of Asinov for supporting our position. Because without their support and without their votes, we could not have achieved what we achieved. So uh, it is an opportunity to thank the people of Asinov and then to say, we thank you very much for supporting our cause. So that has been Mr. Bidzidev. Uh, I remember in the days when he was the secretary of the National Democratic Congress, and now serving as a member of parliament for Laura. Laura. Yes, yes. So sharing his uh, views on what has been happening in the ASEAN North constituency. I will be speaking to Eric Intori of the New Patriotic Party. Uh, he is here as well. So uh, let, let me speak to Mr. Eric Intori of the New Patriotic Party. How has the journey been for you so far as a party? Uh, let me say. <laughs> it hasn't been easy, but it's all good. Uh, look at our preparation and everything. It's, it's, it's been good. And this is elections, and it's, 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 it's not, it, it didn't go well for us, but it doesn't matter that we, we lost it all. I think we'll go back to the drawing board, prepare again, and come back in 2024 and make sure we can snatch the seat again. When you say it didn't go well for you, is it a way to say that you've already considered defeat? No, we haven't. We, we have, uh, looking at the figures that are coming in, we have some few, few ones to, at least, few police stations to go. But 
let's finish so that after after the EC uh, EC has finished is 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 data capturing, then we can we can uh, uh, say that we can concede defeat. But as I stand still, we are we are still on the process. So when I as you see, EC has done about about 35. Yes, but so we, we, are, we, are, we are still on so it. So the 35 polling stations out of 99, how has it been going for the MPP? Oh, you can see from the board. Let's easy project it for you to see. I think they have, they've, they've uh, moved it. You can, but when they project it, you, you, you see the percentage. Yes, I know MPP as a party. You work so hard down here. Uh, so uh, go, go, going forward, what do you think perhaps didn't work well for you as a party? Thus, I've said that whatever it takes, we'll go back to the drawing board, work our things out, where we fall short, we'll make amendment to it and come back into stronger in 2024. All right, that is Eric Intori. Can I have your position, sir? I'm the director of IT. Director of IT. Director of uh, IT uh, for the new Patriotic Party, Eric Intori, uh, sharing uh, some uh, information uh, for, 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 for us. So he says he wouldn't want uh, to concede defeat. As at this time, 35 out of the 99 uh, polling stations being projected by the Electoral Commission, the NDC is ahead. But MPP as a party will wait till the EC finally declares uh, the results. Uh, so in the coalition center here, uh, people are gathered here. Uh, we had the opportunity to speak to Bid Zidane. and we spoke to the director of IT for the new patriotic party, Eric Intori, and we continue to uh, see and uh, speak to more people. Let me speak to Mr. Kofi Adams, the MP for Grim. Uh, it's been a very long day for you, right? I, I can see this in your face. How has it been for you? Well, I would say when you win, it's good, despite the tiring process where it's been good. The people of Asenov have spoken. Our work has not been in vain. Right from the word go, when we came into these consequences from 2nd of June, it has been promising, 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 and it has ended well. Indeed, in most of the polling stations, we outperformed our 2020 performance. That is a clear indication of what is to come. And I'm so happy for the high level of enthusiasm shown by everybody from our leader, His Excellency John Dramani Mahama, our National Chairman, General Secretary, all executives, grassroots followers, the regional executive, constituency executives, chiefs, and the people of Asenov. And they have shown loyalty. They have shown that they hate injustice. They've shown that they want to give it to a party that care about them. As we went around every community, Every single development that you see in this constituency has been the initiative of the NDC administration. Something that the MPP do contest that is not true for them. Where is the contest? Were yes, they able to yeah. anything that they have yes done? they've yeah. argued that all everything that we see as far as this government is concerned was initiated by the MPP, well, no. and, and talking about true? the current road, the road network road? between Asim Praso and then... No, uh, uh, knows that this is a Jaika road. And everybody knows the history of JICA. JICA was in this country until we went HEPIC, when Japan stopped giving us what? Donor support, because we went HEPIC. It was when the NDC came back to power, and especially under President John Dramani Mahama, that he went back to Japan and renegotiated for Japan to begin again the JICA projects. This project is under JICA. So it's so clear. Astrotef? Well, Asotrev, when uh, Vice President Baumia came here to commission it, you saw it. You couldn't differentiate between an Astrotrev and a swimming pool. You didn't know whether they constructed a semi-swimming pool or it was an Astrotrev for football. Well, what does that mean? I'm confused. Because it was flooded. The Astrotrev is flooded. You passed there and you saw it. Do you see a pitch where soccer, football is played and there's no even space for the technical people to stand and coach their teams? So, how can you describe that as development? Okay. How can you really describe what they put there as development? Now, because you mentioned the former president, John Dramani Mahama's name, uh, was his involvement, the Mahama factor, did he 
it wasn't a, an issue. They didn't work for the NDC uh, in this by-election. Of course, you saw the results. Many of the places they went to, the results changed. We did not win those communities in 2020. Honorable Jachikwesen campaigned in all these communities. His participation today and in those communities gave us a different result. And I think that his presence added to the results that we got. In Kushia, we outperformed our 2020 performance. In Nakonfudi, in some police stations, we won handsomely. In Breku, we further improved. In, in Dansami, police station, we have no one, we won. In Plaso, we won two out of four. So police stations that they call through the main road, that they consider that traditional stronghold all, we changed it to green. So it tells you that the participation of His Excellency John Dramani Mahama, twice, he was here, spent some time, two days with us, went back and came again for the final day, which was on Sunday. And so it helped a lot. All right. And that is an MP for Buin constituency, Kofi Adam giving his thoughts on the developments here. And so, Kojo, I, I want you to take over, uh, whilst I also uh, gather a few more uh, 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 speakers here to speak to uh, uh, regarding the elections here. Uh, thank you very much, Oheming Teria, man in the strong room in Asen Breku. There, you're still watching the Ill, the results show here on the election headquarters. Joy News, we're bringing you live coverage of whatever is happening in the Asen North constituency today. Uh, the NDC uh, is already claiming victory in this by-election. Now, um, Mr. Inturi, who is the director of IT for the MPP and is the one in the strong room in Asen Breku just told us a while ago that they concede and then they'll go back to the drawing board. Let's listen to that particular interaction. Uh, look at our preparation and everything. It's, it's, it's been good. And this is elections and it's, 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 it's not, it, it didn't go well for us, but it doesn't matter that we, we lost it all. I think we'll go back to the drawing board, prepare again and come back in 2024 and make sure we can snatch the seat again. When you say it didn't go well for you, is it a way to say that you've already considered defeat? No, we haven't. We, we have, uh, looking at the figures that are coming in, we have some few, few ones, to, at least, few police stations to go. But let's finish, so that after, after the EC... Well, so that's uh, Intori, who is director of IT uh, for the MPP. Well, Evans and Winston, shocking. We were saying it earlier, and I was yes. saying the MPP silence is the one that is confirming for me, I guess, their defeat. And that's it, the Director of Elections admitting that they've lost it. Exactly, and, and when I started, I told you that, look, in Kumeu, by, by this time, we knew the NPP was done with its coalition. Uh, we've talked about what the NPP had done in previous elections. And so the moment the NPP wasn't coming out, and no, the moment the NDC came out with figures, the first thing I did was to go check the figures. Okay, check and actually find. And once I realized that, look, uh, Singh was improving in areas that you probably, that NPP had, uh, you know, beaten him with huge margins in 2020. He got the impression that it, this wasn't going to work for the NPP. And around that time, the NPP bigwigs went silent. The people who were saying, oh, uh, it's, it's, it's very close, it's very close, this is not close. It's very close. All went silent. A again, the, this closeness subject you've introduced. I'm now going to look forward to the margin. What's the margin of defeat? It's going to be significant. Going it will forward. be. It will be. I mean, now that we've heard from the director of IT, who, by the way, is leading the party at the, at the coalition centers and monitor, say that we've lost it, the margin will tell us a lot. If they lose significantly, quite heavy, compared to 2020, that then begins to back the argument that this is the beginning of things to come next year and then we begin to ask the question how much are we reading into this outcome which is going to be a big thing going forward also looking at those margins you know i've always had an issue with uh, you know using a by-election as, uh, as, 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 as a sign yeah. of things to come in um in, in an election but, but the history but the history of by-elections show us that an incumbent losing a by-election in the second term almost always is a good predictor of the outcome of the general elections next year but you see, this is the point also. You would have to look at a few things here and there. Now, this incumbent didn't do a lot of things right. I mean, um, I'd said earlier that, look, bringing in Charles Opoku, the MPP expected it to do the trick for them. Really. 
But the NDP's campaign was poor, if you look at it critically. In fact, if you go and campaign, and your campaign messages don't prove somebody who will go to jail. No, but, 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 but we are all wiser now. But even the NDC guys, and me or you were there when we, get, we had, we had the, the news. Two days ago, were in a setting of victory. No, yes, they weren't. They weren't. No, that's true. In fact, the feedback was, and that's what led, that's what led to your uh, section. It was going to be difficult for them to win it. And we all felt the same. Exactly. Because even from within the NDC, they were actually conceding that their own statistics and analysis and research have shown that this was going to be, and the yep. MPP on to the country were exactly opposite. But they were emphatic that they were going to win this. I mean, to be fair, if you analyze the data closely, it indicates that James Kwesin was quite a unique candidate. Mm. I say so because you have a clear case where President Mahama is losing all across the North. James Kwesin is winning. I mean, that in itself tells you that there's something about a gentleman that people in the area like. like yeah. So that's the first point. The second point is also the fact that there is this framing that was put out. Yes, the NDC were unsure of the outcome of that framing, but the framing had been put out about the fact that this is an individual who won by a huge margin and has been pushed out of parliament. And so I think adding that to the nature of it, the candidature of James Grayson, which was obviously a good candidate, mm -hmm. but the outcome of the results and what he did as against his presidential candidate, I thought on paper, and I made that point when we discussed with Winston in the morning, that I still think that James Grayson stood a better chance, even though it was very close to call. But, but here's the challenge, though. Remember that you said he's a unique candidate. However, the NPP also threw in another candidate yeah. Yeah. who was also pretty unique in terms of their own history in that particular yeah. area. Having taken out uh, Madame Drua from the race and bringing in Charles Opoku, yeah. who also came from... Uh, the stronghold of the of so the, the NDC. So that I guess becomes the framing. Yeah, so, but, so but, but but that but but it, so the NDC the man who is supposed to come and split the votes actually ends up not splitting it simply because he's from Asin Breku. So, but so. nonetheless, James Kwesi does well, and from what we are hearing, perhaps may have even improved the margin. So, yeah. Yeah. No, so this is yes. the point. This is the point. So far, from the figures I have seen from the polling stations, and you know we have the polling station figure. So when I see a polling station come out, I go and check. Okay. From what I have seen, there are instances you see, say, a one vote or two votes gain by James Quayson, and in some instances, a 30-50 drop by the NPP. By Charles Opoku. By Charles Opoku. So this is what you're saying. Mm. Even so, while James Quayson is getting a vote or two, or sometimes even if he doesn't increase his vote, or reduces the margin of reduction is not as huge as that of the NPP. And so what you would see is that at the end of it all, the NPP would reduce its votes. Okay, they have a reduction in votes. So they had about 14, over 14,000 in the last election. Mm. Uh, James Christian about 17,100 and something. Uh, the figures the NDC is putting us about 17,200 and something. So just about an increase of about 100 or 200 so. Meanwhile, uh, the NPP has lost more than 2,000 of those votes. So you would ask yourself the question, what happened? Now, you've talked about framing. The NDC did something very unique. So when they started the campaign, they first of all raised issues about his lack of a vote in the constituency. You mean Charles Opoku? Yeah, Charles Opoku. Yeah. Now, if you watch, I haven't seen any picture of Charles Opoku voting today. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there, there was, oh, I, I have can't. seen photographs of him oh. at a polling station. Yeah, yeah, he, he, vote. Vote. he can't vote, yes. yeah. Then there, there, there is an interesting mm -hmm. interaction that Richard had with some yeah, the one voter yeah. this morning. Who made the point that um, he claimed that James Grayson is a foreigner. Yeah. yeah. He was allegiance to another country. But he can't vote. He said he's voting. Yeah. So where is your but candidate? Let him come and vote. So first of all, I mean, I mean let's, let's, let's say this. I, mean, I think the NDC ran a very good campaign. This man didn't have a vote. Now, Throughout the electioneering period, this man was missing. When I say was missing, what do I mean? This man was not talking. In fact, you yeah. and I yeah. sat down and were looking for voices of Charles Opoku. 
Evans, have you heard? Have you heard me speak? I haven't. So you asked. No, no. But 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 this morning I read somewhere that he said they should vote for him to continue the development that he's already. Have you heard? No, I haven't heard. That's true. No, no, I haven't heard him. I know why it's the case. Because originally, he wasn't in the reckoning yes. for the MPP, for Asinoff, originally. Yeah. They have then felt, listen, somebody gave them a brilliant idea, but if you're going to go into the race, you were, when we were doing analysis earlier, you said they will take out, they will take out Madame Dura from the mm. Because if they put her up again, she, they're going to lose this particular. And then they'll go find Charles yes. Koku, who was in their plans earlier. So the party decided to campaign for him. It was, this is the party's campaign. Not necessarily you. Charles it wasn't, so this is the difference between the two campaigns. Mm. The NDC was about James Dachikwesi. Mm -hmm. The MPP's campaign was about the party campaigning for an individual who didn't have a vote there. Mm. So that's why you didn't hear his voice. The party was speaking and campaigning for him. For the NDC, they believed, and it was like the first poster of the Dachikwesi that was put out, they framed him as a man who has suffered injustice. Exactly. Right? And the NPP did the opposite yeah. of also using his court case against him. And look, let's listen to the president himself. Yeah. Campaigning using, so both parties were campaigning on the opposite side of a message. Was that the, whereas the NDC is saying, this is a man who is suffering an injustice. The NPP was campaigning as if this is a man if you vote for, is going to go to jail. So is that, is that, is that, is that what you want? Listen to the president. That's the campaign. Yeah, but you see, that's where the problem starts from. <laughs> because if you campaign, so the whole campaign was about James Quayson, both MPP and NDC. Yes. Yeah. In the, the whole campaign. Yes. Mm. Yeah. So even uh, for Charles Opoku, they forgot their own candidate. They forgot their own candidate, and their campaign was that Otuwa Nobeko J. Exactly. You see, the one the NDC was saying, Otumana Onko will be fighting injustice. Injustice. And 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 it, it, the context is also important. There's already perception about people not trusting the judiciary. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it were the case that people totally believed what was happening there was what they could accept fully, that frame will not work because it will mean that the court is arriving at conclusions that are just and fair. And so when you frame it that the person is suffering injustice, it doesn't make any difference. So that is how come if you throw it in there that if you vote for him, he's going to go to jail, someone quickly says that, you see what we told you? And they simply want him on victim. <coughs> this is the point. You see, this is the point. And you see, John Mahamu made the same point. He's not going to go to jail. Okay? He talked about a lot of things. The NDC's campaign on the ground on the day was that, you know, they've used the judiciary to get him out as member of parliament. Teach them a lesson. Show them that you love this man. Then you go and say that if you don't vote for somebody who is going to court today, going to court tomorrow, going to court today, going to court tomorrow, he doesn't have time to do the job of a member of parliament you're actually feeding into the NDC's propaganda. Okay, and I use propaganda here, not as peddling or falsehood. I'm talking about a, a campaign scheme. I mean, yeah. So what you do is that if this man had done all the things you said he had done, okay, what you tell the people is why they should vote for him. Unfortunately for the MPP, they actually went into Asin North indicating that if they vote for this man, they would lose their MP again. And over the last 
uh, two and a half years, they haven't had a member of parliament, and they face the chance of not having another member of parliament if they vote for that same person. When you do that, people will teach you a lesson. They'll punish you. They'll okay. tell you that, okay, we still believe in this man, mm. and enough of what they perceive as manipulation of the system. Okay, guys, there, there's, there's a lot for us to tell you about this particular election, Winston, uh, Evans, and, and uh, Joseph. We have a lot to share with you, but we'll take a quick break. Stay with us because we'll be touching base with Arsene North again to bring you letters on that and also uh, bring you all of the beautiful analysis from our guys here. So stay with us. We'll be right back. is then let's go home shall we let's go where the entertainment is where the passion is where the love ties and sometimes even the tears too let's go where we feel safe enough to share our opinions and send sweets where we do that embarrassing little dance to our favorite song. Let's go home where the love, the care, and the joy live. There's no place like home. Connect your home to super fast internet with affordable data bundles from MTN Home. Visit broadband.mtn.com.gh or your MyMTN app to sign up today. MTN. Light up your Eid. This Eid season, Electron and Ghana Limited is giving you discounts on a wide range of products. Talk of NASCO, Media, TCO or Samsung, fridges, air conditioners, television sets, microwaves, washing machines and many more. Visit any of our showrooms today and let the magic of the Christmas illuminate your Eid today. Electron and Ghana Limited. Lighten up your Eid like never before. If home is where the heart is, then let's go home, shall we? Let's go where the entertainment is. Where the passion is. Where the love ties. And sometimes, even the tears too. Let's go where we feel safe enough to share our opinions. And send sweets. Where we do that embarrassing little dance to our favorite song. Let's go home where the love, the care, and the joy live. There's no place like home. Connect your home to super fast internet with affordable data bundles from MTN Home. Visit broadband.mtn.com.gh or your MyMTN app to sign up today. MTN. Joy 99.7 FM. It's still your election headquarters here on Joy 99.7 FM. Also on the Joy News channel. We're also on myjoyonline.com and all our social media platforms. And just before we head back um, to the Joy News studios to join uh, the head of our political desk and his team, owning a home is an accomplishment. When it comes to choosing our preference of living, we are faced with a dilemma. Will you go for affordability, comfort, or luxury? Well, we'll help you choose your preferred home at the 14th edition of the EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair powered by the Plan City Extension Projects from Cities and Habitats. For further inquiries, please call 054-011-0389. The EcoBank Joy News Habitat Fair is coming soon. Now, the Black Rock Honey Whiskey is a blend of whiskey infused with natural honey. Black Rock Honey Whiskey has an inviting aroma and it's smooth on the tongue. Enjoy Black Rock Honey Whiskey straight on ice or with your favorite mixer for a relaxing experience. Another quality product from Casa Preco Company Limited. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under 18 years of age and not recommended for pregnant women. And your browsing experience on myjoyonline.com just got better 
with a new interface and outlook. Get the latest news on politics, business, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle on the new MyJoyOnline.com portal. The new platform comes with a better and stronger rich content integration. Easily access content from video to audio on the new MyJoyOnline.com portal. And do share your feedback with us via mail at editors at MyJoyOnline.com or WhatsApp 055-1111997 so we can improve your experience and serve you even better. It's still your election headquarters. We'll take you back to the Joy News Channel shortly. If there's music in heaven, it's probably classical music. Bach to express God's love. Beethoven to express God's power. Mozart to express God's laughter. For a taste of heaven on earth, join Jeffrey this and every Wednesday from 10 p.m. till midnight for the very best of classical music by the legendary composers right here on Joy 99.7 FM. Keep on listening to Joy, 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 Joy. 99.7 FM.
better love you, no go regret to you. Come on, baby, give me that thing, you know. Come on, baby, give me your heart, you know. Better love in you, go get to you. I promise that you know go regret to you. Come on, baby, give me that thing, you know. So come on, baby, give me your heart, you know. you know, say with a real one. And when you know that you know me, it's gonna be viva, no be play, play. For your side, girl, I go tell you. Escuchas ese rugido Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado Para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500 Hecha para vivir Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC